are Don't one of those. Don't put me in that category. You're in the box. You're in the they figured him out box. They figured him out box. Well, there's been. <laughs> I mean, how many squirrels has he eaten? <laughs> are we going to predict that? That's right. I love the Ravens more than you. No. Yep. I, I, I'm hoping for 17. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The season is only a week away as of recording this. Uh, so we are very, very excited. And with that in mind, we're opening up the bottom drawer of the workstation here, mm-hmm. getting out the crystal ball. <laughs> I just spit. We're going to have to sanitize this place. <laughs> that needs the deep clean after that one. Dust her off, and we're coming out with our 2021 Ravens predictions. These are obviously 100% correct. Unlike our roster predictions, mm-hmm. we never miss on our season predictions. Yeah, our season predictions are always spot on. We also keep ourselves in check. We go back after the season, and we review, and we see how we did. And if there's ever a time where one of us is just way off, you'll just constantly see that worked into content over the course of the year as we make fun of each other. <laughs> yeah. So that happens after the often. Parade. After the parade, yes. as we're polishing the ring, yep. then we'll come back and revisit this and look really, really smart. It'll be great. Yeah, in addition to making our predictions, uh, we also – have a ton of, we have your predictions as well the listeners we've got a ton of emails last week we asked for you guys to send us your bold but realistic predictions you know don't go too crazy uh and as always you guys can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net so even if you didn't get your bold prediction in for this week uh, you can continue to send those in and uh whoever we think has the best is going to get a t-shirt mm-hmm. and i'll be honest we got a ton of emails yes on this oftentimes we say we got a ton of emails <laughs> which really just is is Two emails. We actually got a ton. <laughs> we got a ton of emails on this, uh, so we won't be able to read them all. I guess everyone was just waiting for the opportunity to share their bold predictions. It's good stuff. Um, so that'll be fun today as well. Are we going to make? Our, we have to make our own bold but realistic prediction too. I like that. Yeah, so, I don't have mine yet, but I'll think of it. That's generally how most your episode. That's generally how most your predictions go. Oh yeah. You may, Pulling them out of my butt. Mid-answer. Mid-answer. So this explains. I will read this email because I think this is a good table setter for what we're about to talk about. This one comes to us from Martin. My name is Martin. He's a faithful lounge listener from Sweden. Oh, this is my guy. He's in the fantasy league that you're not in. We've got two, actually, emails from listeners in Sweden, which is pretty unique and cool. Um, He says, I honestly have no clue how two guys who work at the place they have a podcast (laughs) about – can be so wrong about every prediction they make. Yep. Well, that's why we love this pod, so keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will, Martin Willemos? I definitely No, that's that. not him. No, different Martin? Yeah, different Martin. Different Martin from Sweden. No way. Yeah. Wow. We're going to have to get him on the Fantasy League, too. Yeah, so different Martin. Uh, but his submission for the bull prediction is that Gus is going to be a top six rusher. Top six. That's very specific. I yeah. like that. And that Queen will be top eight in tackles. <laughs> I like the specific six and eight. Here. Yeah, uh, I like both of those. Uh, and then he says, with a nice note, I genuinely want, genuinely want to thank you guys for making this podcast, um, and it's a great way to keep up with everything that's happening. Uh, so thank you for the email, Martin. We, we really do appreciate you listening all the way from Sweden and sending in your your prediction. I think that's a good one. I'll, I'll warn you, Martin. 
you're not going to be able to win even if it is one of the best predictions because we can't send a T-shirt internationally. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even if you don't win, you can just blame it on that fact. But it's a great email, and uh, I love you busting our chops for our lack of success. I thought you were going to just put a period on there. I love you. Period. I love you, Martin. I love you, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll read one more email, and then we'll get into some of our predictions, yeah. and then we'll just continue to read these over the course of the show. Sounds good. Uh, this one comes to us from Evan. Uh, Evan says, what's up to the lounge? I'm a huge fan of the show. My big bad bull prediction for the season is that Tyson Williams is going to rush for more than 1,000 yards. Whoa! I really like what we're Whoa. seeing from him in the preseason, uh, and with a very sad departure in the injury to J.K., I see Tyson... Um, going into Gus Edwards' former role. And Gus is also going to be an easy 1,000-yard rusher, according to Evan here. So, these two guys, uh, basically north-south runners, two guys rushing for more than 1,000 yards. Is this one a little too out there? A little too bold is the question. It is bold. We said bold, but realistic. (laughs) This one is... 1,000 for Tyson? And about easy 1,000 for Gus. The easy 1,000. I'm fine with the easy 1,000 for Gus. Sure. But the 1,000 for Tyson is a bold prediction. Uh, I don't know if I can give that one a T-shirt. Okay. Well, it's, I, I like the confidence. I like what we saw from Tyson in the preseason. Yeah. I do totally agree that like he does kind of fit into the Gus Edwards role of the past few seasons. Late in the game, you need someone to, to run out the clock. You need a north-south guy. You need to pick up tough yards. Like Tyson seemed like he can do that. He, he showed that in the preseason. Um, I like Tyson. But, man... To, to make the thousand yard prediction, and also I mean J.K. Dobbins had eight, he barely got over eight hundred last year, and that's J.K. Dobbins. Yep. Now you know the Ravens went into the season with kind of a three headed monster, so J.K. didn't see like Tyson could potentially see more action early in the season than J.K. did. Uh, you yeah. know J.K. was seeing between five and ten carries, mm-hmm. let's say early in the season. But I don't know that Tyson's going to see a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. yeah. And no, and he, I, yeah, that that's that is that is a big number, right? And then J.K. became the lead dog, really, the past yeah. last six games. Yeah, I don't think Tyson, barring injury, is becoming the lead dog. And also, the other factor here, and we will talk about this as we get into our predictions, is obviously Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a big piece of the rushing workload again. He's sure. gone over a thousand the last two seasons, so I don't know if Evan thinks we're going to see less rushing from Lamar, or if he just thinks we're going to have the three one thousand yard rushers. I would bet it's the latter because he's a bold guy. Bold, he is bold. All right, so thank you for the email, Evan. Uh, so now we're going to jump into some of our predictions, and like I said, we'll read these from you guys, the listeners, over the course of the show. You can email the lounge at the, at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. All right, let's start with. Do you want to start with Lamar? Or you want to start with receiving? I think we should start with Lamar. All right. Predict the stats. We're just with him. Okay. You just got to give me the full picture here. Okay. Okay. I think it's a rebound year for Lamar Jackson. Okay. And also, you got his stats from last year? You want me to hit? I do. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So he threw for 2,757 yards. Okay. He had 26 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Yep. And uh, he ran for 1,005 yards and another seven scores. So he scored uh, 33 touchdowns in all. Okay. And so the rebound season, in your mind, is what? He's definitely back over 3,000 passing yards. Yep. Uh, and and I, think that, I think that Lamar could top. I think really the over-under is 3,500 for Lamar. Mm. That's probably where I would set it. And I think that he'll probably end up 
under, but not by much. Okay. Well, I'm drinking the same Kool-Aid that you are, and also just as a frame of reference, 2019, he threw for 3,100 passing yards. Yeah. So 3,500 is a pretty significant jump. Exactly. There's from an, an extra MVP ga- season. From an MVP season. Now, there's an extra game, and also there's That's potentially true. two extra games because he only played in 15 each of the last right. two seasons. He that's, sat that's out very true. And also he spent – now, part of the reason he only played in 15 is because he was so good in the other uh, 14 that he didn't, you know, he didn't need to play right. um, in, that, in that last game. Or so good in those 15 games he didn't have to play in the 16th right, game. Right. So, um, so, so you're saying just under 3,500, okay? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that really what made him stand out in his MVP season was the touchdown to interception yeah. ratio. Third in, in that year, uh, he had thirty six to touchdowns? six. Yeah, thirty six, which is crazy to six. That's wild. I yeah. mean, that he led the league in touchdown passes. Yep. Uh, so he went from thirty six to twenty six last season. I'm going to split the difference, and I'm going thirty one. Okay. Okay. I don't think he's going to throw as many as he did his MVP year. But I think he's definitely going to throw more than he did last year. And I think that the interceptions will probably be around the same. I'll, I'll say I'll say eight picks. Okay. A little less than last year. One less than last year. Mm-hmm. Well, we are very close here, which sometimes is good, sometimes is not good. Usually not. Yeah. I am <laughs> right in the same ballpark. I've got him between 3,300 and 3,400 passing yards. So maybe okay. a, a I'm going to go between 34 and 35. Okay. So on my hair below you, I had him at 32 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. That's one over me. And then I had him at seven interceptions. That's so one under me. Yeah. And then the other is rushing yards. Okay. So so I think he's under a thousand this year. I was just going to say you're making your third straight prediction of him going under a thousand. You've missed this the last two years. Dude, he threw he ran for a thousand and five last year. So don't be pretending like. Well, he needed to get it in that last game, and he went out there and got it in that last game. That was you know he's he, going he's, under this year. He's going under so, this. Year. All right, so let's just recap. You're zero for two on that the past two seasons, and okay. you're continuing to doubt I'm Lamar Jackson. Doubling down. You are one of those people. No, you are don't one of those. Put me in that category. You're in the box. You're in the they figured him out box. They figured him out box. And no. I'm over here like RG3 saying, if you think you figured him out, and then they breaks you down, breaks your ankles, and run for, runs for thirty yards. Lamar that's, Jackson doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> that's that's what. RG three said, "No, he's instincts, the instincts, and he's well. You think you figured him out, and then he's just gonna bust outside and get a thirty yard gain. That's what he does. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna have a lot of those. I mean, I don't think he's gonna run for two hundred yards. I think he's gonna be under a thousand though. Yep, like I said, as you've predicted the last two look. Years. Here's here's the thing. He, by the way, last they, year you he, don't think Tyson's getting it." They lost J.K. Dobbins. They're going to need him in the running game. Last year, last year he he gashed every single one of the NFC East teams on the same play up the middle for a forty-five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get the same play for touchdowns three to four times this year. And he also those were long ones. Back in twenty nineteen, he ran for twelve hundred yards. So yeah. even with those long runs last year, he still. He still was below what he did, but he also had about 20 fewer carries from the previous year. I think he's still going over 1,000. Again, right. he's got the extra game to do it. He's done it in each of the last two years. The Ravens, as much as we've talked about the new passing game, I still think that so much of their offense is going to be predicated on the running game, especially early on. 
this season. I do keep forgetting about the 17th game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Already well, hedging. No, no, no. Already I'm hedging. sticking with it. Already. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Gosh, you're so bad at this. All right. I'm sticking with it. So, as we're talking the passing game, let's talk about who's going to be catching those passes. Who do you think is going to lead the team? There's catches, yards, and touchdowns. In past years, we've said Mark Andrews across the board. I'm not doing that this year. I'm saying that Andrews is going to lead the team in catches. Okay. Last year, by the way, Hollywood and Mark were tied with 58 catches. Right. So, so I've got Andrews leading the team in receptions. What about you? Yes. I would have Mark Andrews leading the team in receptions. Okay. I think some of the wide receiver love, you know, Marquise Brown had 100 targets last year, mm-hmm. which was 12 more than Mark Andrews, and then no other receiver had over 50. Yes. Willie Sneed had 48. That's going to be, the, the wide receiver targets are going to be spread a little bit more evenly to Sammy Watkins now. I think we'll have more than Willie Sneed did, uh, you know, as long as he stays healthy. And then I think once Bateman's on the field, he's going to miss a minimum of three games, then he'll get some target share also. I mean, Devin du- or Boykin was the third most targeted wide receiver last year with 33 targets. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that Rashad Bateman is going to have more than 33 targets mm-hmm. in his rookie season. All right, so we both agree that it's going to be Andrews on catches, yards, and touchdowns. I'm going Marquise Yards. I'm going him on yards and touchdowns. He led the team last year with 769 receiving yards. Lamar Jackson told us on this very podcast at the start of camp that his goal is to get Hollywood over 1,000 this year. I think he will. Wow. I think Marquise is going over uh, 1,000. So he missed missed time in training camp, but I can tell you we just had a chance to talk with Hollywood. That hasn't shaken his confidence one bit. He's still just as confident, big expectations for himself and what he can do. I mean, his mindset is as long as he's on the field, he's going to make plays. Yep. And I, I think he will. I agree with him. I, I think that an under um, – something we haven't talked enough about is what these additions do for Marquise Brown in addition to Lamar Jackson, right? Bringing in Sammy Watkins, drafting Rashad Bateman. Like, I think a lot of the Ravens' thought process was, with that was obviously let's help Lamar out with his – throwing outside the numbers, his vertical passing game, all that stuff, right? We needed more wide receiver threats. But it was also, let's open up the field a little bit more for Marquise Brown. Let's let him work and, and shift around and create some mismatches in the slot with him and move him around a little bit. And, like, I think that Marquise could be a big benefactor from Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. Mm. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm still I'm going under 1,000 yards. Wow, you're a hater. What a hater. No, because I think that there's there's going to be a bit of a spread things out. I think that Sammy Watkins is going to be a big factor, and I think that Mark Andrews is going to continue to be a big factor. Yes. So I just don't necessarily see there. And then Rashad Bateman, when he does get back on the field, the Ravens used the first-round pick on this guy for a reason. They've got big hopes for him. So I think that Hollywood's going to be good. I think this is probably the best season of his career. But of I, his career? Yeah. I mean, yet. Yeah, 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 up to this point. Okay. Um, but I do not think that he's going to top 1,000. I think he's more in the 850 range. 850? You're not even hitting 900? Uh, 850 range. You get you get a 50-yard 50, 50 cushion either direction. <laughs> you, get, you get 150 yards either way. All right. Um, all right, and then touchdown. But think about it last year. He put up 769 last year, Okay, and he had he struggled with drops. 
midseason. There's like a three game span yeah. there where he had some gimmies that he dropped. Yep. Right. So you, let's let's erase some of those at least. I mean, every wide receiver is going to drop a ball from time to uh-huh. time. But I, I think that was a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. I, I like Marquise's hands, and I mean, a couple more big. If he breaks some more big ones, which really that's Marquise's game, right? He should have more long touchdowns, and I think that he's got. Some opportunities for that. Plus the seventeenth game. Remember, there's a seventeenth game. We're just use that every single prediction. <laughs> um, and then I do have him leading the team in touchdowns. I got him at. I mean, he had he had eight last year. I'm going ten. Oh, ten. Now his rookie year, um, we'll have to look that up. But um, he had a number. I think he may have led the team in touchdowns his rookie year. Um, that was part of the reason that Lamar had so much success. Um, but I think that I'm going under that. You're incredibly bullish. He had seven. Seven. All right. Okay. Year. All right. So he had seven his rookie year, eight last year. So you just think the, the number keep in, keeps increasing. I'm, I, I am I'm bullish. Going, I'm going eight. I'm going right around eight again. I'm bullish on Hollywood this year. I really am. I'm just kind of feeling it. I think that he's uh, he's a bargain in fantasy right now. Well, that's definitely the case. You know, I'd be lying if I said, you know, when, when, you, do, when you do miss basically all the training camp, it, it kind of – Hampers your expectations, yeah. expectations a little bit. Yeah, um, but I still think he's going to be. Dude, remember that first practice of training camp? Oh, I know he was torching people. He was left and right, and and this is what I reminded you of earlier today. Two Miami. years ago, he basically missed all of training camp, a good portion, and then he comes out there, and in the first game, his first two catches are for touchdowns, and he finishes that game against Miami with 147 receiving yards. Yeah. So. Uh, it's not like he hasn't been here before. Yes, and that was with he was still dealing with the foot injury. He wasn't even. He's in better health now than he certainly was then. Yeah, he told he said today he's one hundred percent. So, yeah. um, all right, um, let's read another email here from a, from a listener. This one comes to us from Gary. Uh, he lives in L.A. now, but grew up in Baltimore. Was a Colts fan. He's a Terp. There you go. Nice. Uh, diehard Ravens fan. Big Virginia. win for the Terps this weekend. Big. Yeah, beat West, West Virginia. Virginia just eat it. <laughs> He said he travels back for at least one Ravens game a year. Uh, he's going to Cleveland this year. Um, so his prediction this year is the Ravens go 14-3. and three. Woo! The three losses he sees are coming from three of these four, Kansas City, Cleveland, Green Bay, and L.A. So he thinks that the Ravens go 1-3 and three between those four teams, and they finish the season 14-3. and three. Also, that's not even his bold prediction. That's just that's just a prediction. <laughs> his bold prediction, prediction: Lamar runs for a thousand. My guy <laughs> throws for four thousand, and is once again in the MVP talk this year. I don't think that's unrealistic. Yeah, I, I think that's realistic. That is, I, I do think that's I do think that's realistic. I mean, if he thro- runs for a thousand, throws for, for four thousand, he'll be right there in the MVP talk. Oh, I mean, yeah. his numbers weren't even close to that. Uh, his throwing numbers weren't even close to that two years ago, and he was the unanimous MVP. Yes. So if he's Significantly better than that, then yes, he is probably not just going to be at the talk. He's gonna he's gonna be the talk. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> he's probably gonna run away with it. So great email from Gary. Uh, appreciate it. Um, that's in the running, Gary. You are in the running for the t-shirts. <laughs> All right, uh, let's mo- keep it moving. Let's take a look at the rushing game because as much as we love to yep. talk about the passing game, I still think there's going to be a heavy dose of the ground game. Yep. Are you going over or under a thousand for the bus? Oh, I'm going over. That's easy over. Yeah. An easy over. Yeah. I, I'm thinking the bus is going to put up about 1,200. Mm. I like that. Big year for the bus. I think so. I mean, the bus was stuck at 1,000 before JK's injury. Yeah, you know, like, I always remember with the bus, when we did the podcast with him, 
last year mm-hmm. and basically asked them, like, you know, does any part of you either want to go somewhere or be in a place where you are the guy? This is before you sign this contract. Before you sign the contract. And, like, mm-hmm. where you're the guy. Because uh, there's been Mark Ingram number and one J.K. Back. Dobbins. Right. And he's like, who said I can't be the guy here? You said I'm not the number one back here. Right. Exactly. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. And um, this was well before the injury to J.K. Well, he's going to get that opportunity. And everything that we've seen from the bus since he's arrived here is that the guy produces when given opportunities. He's averaged more than five yards a carry every time he's touched the rock. So, and he's going to touch the rock a lot this year. Yes. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big year for Gus. You know, it's not just the last time that he was the Ravens' lead back was in 2018 his rookie year with Lamar when they went on that incredible mm-hmm. run down the stretch to make the playoffs. And Gus was the lead back. He is five times better now as a player yeah. than he was then mm-hmm. when he was running for a lot of yards, right? I mean, now it's not just the downhill thumper, right? This bus has got some moves, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's handling is, I've said this a hundred times, <laughs> it's handling is much improved. And so, like, just the ability to bounce outside, I mean, his body now, he's trimmed down, he, he's, in, he's a different, you know, he still brings the wood. Yeah. But he's, I think, faster, quicker feet, more explosive, can get outside. He's got a little bit more in his receiving game. Not that he's going to be, you know, a big-time pass catcher out of the backfield, but he'll, he'll have some. Um, he's, just a, he's just a really good player. Yeah, I think... Um, and he knows the scheme so well. He knows how to get yards in this scheme. Yeah, and I think that Gus is going to need that because there's going to be a lot of miles on the bus this year. Yes. And so if you're playing like he did in 2018, where you're just... A lot of contact every play. He was pretty beat up at the end of that. It's tough to sustain that over the course of a 17-game season. So um, I think that, that the handling that you're talking about is going to be important. I'm also over 1,000 on him. Um, so I think that was... You going 1,200 like me? You going 1,300, 1,400, 1,500? I'm, I'm, I'm probably in that 11 to 12 range. I, I don't think 13, 1,400. Uh-huh. But I think that he's going to be you know, 11 to 1,200 is, yeah. is my prediction. Um, all right. Flip it over to the other side of the ball. I got J.K. Dobbins, by the way, in our International Fantasy League. I couldn't believe it. The way the Ravens come up, Lamar was the number one overall pick, obviously. You got J- J.K.? No, I got Gus. Oh, you said J.K. Oh, sorry. I, I was like, is this Keeper League? Yeah. No, no. Jimena picked J.K. with the very last pick, sentimental pick. Yeah. I picked, I got the Gus, though, the Gus bus. It was, it was amazing. Well done. Oh, great. Um, all right, interceptions on the defensive side. I think we're both probably going to say Marcus Peters. It's just the automatic pencil in Marcus Peters to lead the team in interceptions, or are you going with the surprise? No, yeah, I'm going with Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters, yeah, same. He had four last year, love the team. Um, how? But who do you think is going to be in second? Last year was Tyus Bowser. I don't think anyone predicted Tyus Bowser to lead, be second on the team. He had three interceptions last year. Yeah. Who do you think? I think that second in interceptions will be... I'm going to go with Marlon Humphrey. All right. Now, Marlon's been known for the punch-out. But you think that he expands the turnover game this year? I do. I think that it's not going to be a lot, but I think I think he'll get four. Well, that's that's a lot. Marcus led the team with four last year, so all right, three to four <laughs> with, with a with a with a one to two cushion go, either I'll way. Go, I'll go. Yeah, there's a p- plus minus of three. Yeah, and I'll predict three. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what that is? That's the pick. That's the prediction. Where you hadn't spent any time thinking about it. That's true. And you just say, I'm, go- I'm going Marlon for three. You, you hadn't spent a second thinking about it. You're on the clock. You were hoping that I was going to go first. And you just say, well, he's the other starting cornerback. I'll just take him. No, no. I think, I think Marlon, uh, I think that's the next kind of step for him. And he's talked about it. He wants more interceptions. 
and he's going to get his opportunities. He'll be more on the outside, which is his natural position, assuming that Tavon is more in the slot. I think that will offer Marlon more opportunities for picks also. Um, you know, the slot's just a little more bang-bang, um, which put him in better position, I think, for more first fumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just around the ball a lot. Um, but I think on the outside, give me Marlon Humphrey. All right. The other – go ahead. Well, I'll let you let, say let your me name. Give you, let me give you mine, who – see, I'm actually being a little bit more bold here with this prediction – Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Wow. Patrick Queen. Wow. He had Interesting. One, he had one last year, but I think that he, you know, Tyus Bowser, no one was talking about him being second on the team in interceptions last year. Queen, I think, improves in coverage. He spent a ton of time talking about that, work on that this offseason. Mm-hmm. I think it shows with some interceptions this year. Interesting. I'm probably, I mean, three probably is second on the team. So, well, and they're going to test him too. Exactly. They're going to test that pass coverage out, especially earlier in the year. And I think that he's just going to—he's going to know the defense more. He's going to play faster, which he played super fast in yep. the preseason. Yep. He was all over the place. He has a big season. I think. I think Bowser should be in the conversation to of repeat. Course. And I do think another dark horse would be Deshaun Elliott. I mean, we're talking about a guy who didn't have any picks last year, I believe. Yeah, correct. Um, but no picks in his career. But was a big time playmaker in college. And we've all talked about how we have higher expectations for him now in his second year as a starter. Why wouldn't those expectations come in the form of turnovers? I think it's – I thought about him. I think I took him second last year. So mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. I think you did too. No, I didn't. I think no. we both did. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Well, while we're talking – That talk- was probably fresh off of the Sean Pod. Yeah, well, that's the classic. You're feeling, you're feeling the love and you go with the guy <laughs> you just interviewed. Um, speaking of that, Chuck from Pasadena. Anthony Averett's going to lead the team. <laughs> Chuck from Pasadena – Says, coming off the Anthony Aver podcast, I've got a bold prediction. (laughs) Aver gets a pick six this year. Ooh. I can see a pick six. Okay, why not? And, and he leads the team in interceptions. Lee, so he's not even saying a second. Chuck, this is the bold. Chuck, too bold, Chuck. (laughs) No, you're out. No t-shirt for Chuck. Sorry, Chuck. He said he can, he'll fit into the 3X shirt. You know, he said we only got three X's. Actually, I actually don't think we have any three X's. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I appreciate the email, Chuck. And I love the Avert podcast, uh, just talking with him. He was great. Yeah. Um, but as much as I love the conversation with him, I'm still taking Marcus Peters to lead the team in interceptions. Juice Man. Juice Man. All Juice right. Man. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue to dive into all of these predictions. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. New users enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's go. What's our next category here, Garrett? Let's Sacks. go. Sack. Oh, this is a good one. This is actually, I think, one of the tougher it is. things to predict. Last year, Matthew Judon led the team. Do you know how many Judon had last year? Six. He had six last year. And then Calais was second with four. So, I mean, there was no dominant figure in the sack production last season. No, there was not. I kind of foresee a similar situation this year in that I don't see a, I don't see a double-digit sack guy this year. I would agree with that. But I, I, I think it's somebody's going to get higher than six. I've got someone getting higher than six. I've got Clay's Campbell leading the team. 
this year. With seven? With seven. <laughs> With seven. Okay. I'll go Justin Houston. All right. I'm going to go Justin Houston with seven. Okay. So we're both still thinking not a huge year in terms of one single guy getting a lot of sacks. Mm. But just as a, a side note, like I don't necessarily think that's a terrible thing. Of course, anybody would love to have uh, Khalil Mack, TJ Watt, you know, right. whatever type production. Right. But – I think that if you spread the love and yep. a bunch of guys are getting to the quarterback, that can make life really difficult on a quarterback, and that's something Wink Martindale loves to do. Keep All right, guys here confused. we go. You ready? Yes. Justin Houston, seven. Calais Campbell, six. Odafe Owe, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Queen, four. Yeah. Um, who else am I missing here? Well, you're probably honestly... Tyus get- Bowser, I'm going to go four. Yep. Uh... And then, and then honestly, you can you can get into you can get in the wolves and you know the two, three, right, two, right. Um, I think you're gonna get a couple from the deep, like Deshaun Elliott. Could he have two? Could right, Pernell McPhee will have two to three. Yeah, some of those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, so we just rattled off like eight names, right? Yeah, and and one of those names was not Jalen Ferguson, by the way. Jalen will get a get a couple. Get one. one. One to two, the rate so one and a half. Look, we talked about it on the on the fifty three man prediction podcast uh, or the reaction podcast. Wink Martindale, Matt BK, Matt BK. That's a good. That's a Matt good Beast. Name. That's a good. How many does Matt Beast get? I'm going to go five. That which is a pretty high number for a defensive that's a, tackle. Yeah, that's a very high number for a second year interior defensive tackle. I'm going five for Matt Beast. Interesting. All right. Which would put him, I think, on third on the team. Yeah, I had Houston on, at seven, Calais at six, yeah. Matt Beast at five. I was going to go four on him. We got a bunch of guys in that four range, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I go Calais. Look, he's chasing the thou- or chasing a hundred. Also, Justin Houston is chasing a hundred. I think Houston gets it. He's got ninety-seven and a half. What's Calais need? Eight? I think eight. And you're putting him at seven. Dang, well, I that's wanna, cold. I, I want him to come back for another season. That's cold. He's going to come back. He's got to come back. Oh, that's cold. I don't want Calais going anywhere. Keep him here. Got to come back and get that hundred sack. Um, all right. Um, yeah, how bad is he going to want it when he's sitting on 99? Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, give me your breakout player this year. Breakout player. Just a Matt Abike. I mean, yeah. if I'm giving him five sacks, he's yeah. my breakout player. I actually I agree with Matt Abike a lot. I, I just – everyone that you talk to is so high on this guy. His teammates think that he has star potential. Um. I mean, Peter King, James Peter King named him as a potential defensive player of the year candidate. Really? What do you think about that? Wow. I would, be surp- I would be surprised. As a defensive I, player of the year candidate. That Peter King ain't getting a lounge t-shirt for that. That's a little too bold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Yeah. That one's out of bounds. Yeah, I like it. I, I don't know that I go that far. I mean, there's a lot. Of really, really good defensive players. Well, well, exactly. I mean, even on this defense, you have Marlon yeah. Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Patrick Queen. I mean, if you're going to talk a defensive player of the year candidate on this team, I would probably say Patrick Queen, to be honest. Or Marlon. Marlon. I would say Marlon. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, it would be Marlon or Patrick Queen. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald's been a multi-time at, at, at uh, defensive player of the year that position, but he gets like 25 sacks. Right. Like he's got not quite that many, but yeah, a crazy amount. He's gone over 20 before. Yeah. Uh, so like 
it's a re- he's had ridiculous production. I like Matabike, and I agree with you. I think he's probably the breakout player. Um, all Could right, he get up into the, like the eight that nine would be, range. That would be a big big season for him. Yeah. All right, MVP. Let's go offensive MVP. Okay. Is obvious? We go on Lamar. <laughs> I am. Yeah. As much <laughs> as I like the Gus bus, as much as I love the Gus bus, yeah, can't do it. Yeah, I don't know that there's too much to discuss there. What are Sammy's numbers like this year? Ooh. We didn't do that. We haven't talked at all about Sammy's numbers. Uh, we also haven't talked at all about Rashad Bateman's numbers. numbers. And we are about to do Rookie of the Year, so let's hold Bateman. But Sammy, okay. I mean, I think that Sammy's probably around 600. How many games does he play? That's the first question. Well, I mean, they, that's going to lead to this, the answer, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the question. He already missed time in training camp. Let's say 12. 12 games for Sammy? Yeah. He's missing five? He's, Dang, man. He's, he missed time this I'm summer. I'm going 14. Okay. All right. So then how many yards is he putting up? I think Sammy's putting up. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he plays 17, obviously. Obviously. Sammy's putting up 650. Okay. All right. So five scores. Yeah, I think not a bad year. No, I think he's in that six hundred range. Five scores seems about right. Um, I, I, I think. I mean, the I mean, Ravens really I mean, are. Mark Andrews had seven hundred and one yards last year, so if Sammy's at six fifty. Yeah, and the Ravens like what they have seen from Sammy Watkins in training camp. Like, I really have liked him a yeah, lot. They, they, he brings an added element to this offense. So there's, there's been there's a play. I mean, he just comes across on a slant. And it's just so different from Willie Sneed catching a slant, Mm -hmm. right? Where Willie, you know, maybe he'll shed a tackle or whatever. Sammy gets that ball, and he is up the field. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna split some defenders this year and just be off and running. Yeah, Sammy Watkins. I think people forget because he's been in the league a little while now and he's had the injuries and whatnot. They forget how fast he is. Like the dude can be explosive, and I. I'm uh, very excited to watch him this year. I think it could be a very good year for him. Yeah. And then, um, all right, defensive MVP. I'm going to go with Marlon Humphrey. I, I still think that he – I just think he's going to be – like, I don't know that he'll have crazy big stats. Like, you took him to be second on the team in interceptions. I think he's still going to get a number of forced fumbles. I think he's going to be a lockdown corner. And I think the Ravens are going to be one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I don't think it's like, man, he's going to put up monster interception numbers. Mm-hmm. But I just think, like, if you watch the team, you're like, man, Marlon Humphrey is just – yeah, just all, best, all year people are just going to be talking about how he's amazing yeah. all year long. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I think that Patrick Queen will get a lot of buzz this year because he is flying around the field more. Mm-hmm. And, like, he already made a number of splash plays as a rookie. You yeah. know, if we're talking forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, interceptions, yeah. sacks. He did, he did it all, right? And, um, and mm-hmm. the coverage was a problem uh, at times. That will be better. I think that um, – and he's just going to make more plays than he did last year. So – I think that he'll be in the conversation getting a lot of buzz. And I think, how's this for a prediction? Ravens defense, number one league. It's going to finish number numero uno All right. in the league. I think I would not be surprised at that. Numero uno. And, and Are you trying to get a lounge t-shirt? You got an XL? <laughs> <laughs> We're out of the 3X, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I think that also the biggest thing for them is going to be turnovers. Marlon's not going to have as many punch outs. I love the fruit punch. I don't see the the fruit. He's punch not getting eight this year. Working out for last eight. year, yeah. right? So 
they're going to have to get more interceptions, which I think they will get because I think their overall pass rush will be better. Um, they're going to get more turnovers even without as many punch outs. Mm. All right. Let's go through another email here and then give our final prediction for rookie of the year. Uh, and, and season record. I see and season record, correct. Jersey Jeff Hewitt says, great interview with Anthony Averett. Um, not so much with the roster predictions. I can't believe Garrett had 54 players on him. <laughs> there should be a penalty for not following the rules. Maybe he needs to wear one of those triple XL lounge shirts all day long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for season predictions, I have the Ravens going 12 and five. All right. So he's not as confident as uh, Gary is. He's got losses to Kansas city split with Cleveland split with Pittsburgh losing to Indy and green Bay. Hmm. Um, so his player predictions, he's got three players with 70 plus catches so that's pretty wow, bold. That's a lot. Andrews, Hollywood, uh, and Watkins, and two players with nine plus sacks. Houston and Owe. So Owe with nine plus, that would be a big year for that Anate would be a Owe. monster season yes, for the rookie. That would probably be a rookie of the year conversation. Yeah. He probably would win it. With I, nine I, sacks. By the way, I, I I have him a little higher than I think you said four, right? Yeah. I think I, I'm more in the six range. Okay. Yeah. Um all right, so thank you, Jeff. Um, here's another question. This is from Luke, uh, longtime listener to the lounge. Uh, you've probably gotten tired of the Lamar prediction, so he's focusing on the other guy from Florida, and that's Hollywood Brown. His big bold I prediction. He's going to say Tyler Huntley. <laughs> Tyler Huntley, yeah. He says you put over put him over a thousand. That's not enough for Luke's liking. Ooh, Hollywood is going for fifteen hundred yards in this seventeen game season. Whoa. Going to be a top five in the league on receiving yards from a fantasy like from, from a fantasy standpoint. Um, so that's his big bold prediction. Put him in the running. Put him in the running. There's more pass catching weapons, which you've talked about. Yep. There's new schemes in the passing game and the continued progression of Lamar. It's going to happen. He is speaking it into existence. Put him in the running. I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy. Tyson Williams, a uh, thousand yards, crazy. All right. Um, Another one here. This one is from Chris. He says he's got a bunch of them. He says thirteen oh, and this three. Is, this is my strategy. Yeah, just throw a bunch, wide net. Throw it all up against the wall. <laughs> the Gusta bus thirteen fifty plus Lamar three thousand plus. Well, Lamar that one's that's that's not that bold. But um, Andrews and Gus fight for the most touchdowns all season. I can see yeah. that. Um, the Gus, defense. The defense is between first and third all season. So you've already yep. gone more bold than that by just number putting one. it out there. Good number one overall. And then uh, he said that Watkins and Brown have between eight and twelve touchdowns each. Also, also another Anthony Averett prediction. <laughs> People love him. Anthony Averett. He 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 resonated on the podcast. Uh, he gets his first career interception in week two against Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, I like that. I like that prediction from Chris. Um, I like it, Chris, but I've got to dock you because you just took the mink approach and just threw too yeah. many predictions out there. So yeah. you're not going to be the winner. But um, <laughs> All right. And so now, before we pick our winner, let's go ahead and do our Rookie of the Year and then our final season a record prediction. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Who you got? Well, I do think that Rashad... I guess you'll wait. Let's not break it up offensive and defensive. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, let's just go get your rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. I do think that Rashad Bateman's going to come back and make some plays for this team and some some big plays, clutch plays. Mm -hmm. I put Odafe Owe at four sacks, which is not going to be... Which isn't huge production. Right. 
Who else did we pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Ben. Ben Cleveland. I mean, how many squirrels is he eaten? <laughs> Are we going to predict that? I'd say if Ben Cleveland gets over a dozen squirrels consumed this season, he's in the running. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who else did we pick? This goes back to Martin's email. You know, I can't believe two guys who work for the team. <laughs> One guy in particular, Martin. Um, I will. I, I'm, I'm gonna, going Bateman. I'm going Bateman despite the injury. Wow. Overcomes the core muscle surgery. Comes back. I'm telling you, he's going to win a game. He's going to win a game. A Hollywood-esque, you know, walk-off that he had in Cleveland, basically. Mm-hmm. Bateman's going to win a game. Okay. I'm going to go with Owe. I said I think around six sacks. I think he sets the edge well. Uh, I think that I've just really been impressed with everything that I've seen from him. So, like, you may hear six sacks and you don't think, wow, that's a great year. But as a rookie, that's a that's a solid season. Mm-hmm. I think that he learns from, from Houston um, and then ultimately steps into an even bigger role next year. But I think that this is a, a, a night. And I also think that a couple of those from Owe are big plays, like strip sack. Um, key moment, like he shows up and the Ravens need a pass rusher to step up in a big moment, and I think that he does. Okay. he His speed is going to, regardless of where he's at technique-wise and all that stuff, like his speed is going to, he's going to get some right tackles that are just not fit yeah. to block him. Yeah. Like that have no business being on the same field as him yeah. athletically, and he's going to beat him like a drum. And, and quite honestly, that might be the game where he gets three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he might just get a matchup against some right tackle, and that guy's just going to have a long night. Yeah. I also think that there's potential for that early in the season where all of a sudden it's like teams are like, where did this guy come from? You know, mm-hmm. like there's not a ton of tape of them out there yet, and yep. the speed just catches some people. Maybe it happens on Monday. Dalen Hayes, by the way, three sacks. All right. Yeah. Put him in that Put him in that group. Dalen Hayes is going to get in that group, and he's going to be on the higher end of that. You know, the I think I tossed out five guys and said two. Mm-hmm. Dalen Hayes, three. <laughs> Dylan Hayes has give or take three a nice little dip move <laughs> dip and rip baby the old dip and ripper alright and then the prediction for overall season record there's 17 games here so it's gonna throw your math off okay. alright all right. but I, I think that 12 probably feels right um, for wins yeah I think I think that the Ravens have a tough schedule at times there's some I mean the Cleveland Pittsburgh Cleveland um Yep. Trifecta there over the course of three weeks is a difficult stretch. Finishing the season, L.A. and Pittsburgh is tough. I actually think opening the season, I think a lot of us, you know, you especially before the schedule is out, you think Raiders, Ra- Ravens will take care of business there. Playing on the road on Monday Night Football in that environment, it's going to be the first game with fans in that stadium. It is going to be a challenging atmosphere. Yes. It is not a gimme by any stretch. And then you come home against the Chiefs on a short week, and, and obviously you know the challenge there. So... I think it's a it's a t- there's a lot of tough stretches of this schedule. Well, since you're Debbie Downer, I'm gonna have to go 13 and four. That's right. I love the Ravens more than you. No. Yep. I, <laughs> I I'm hoping for 17. I'm hoping for 17. I'm going 13 and four. Put it on the books. All right. Put it on the books. And and the, to your point, and I'm going to write about this this week. The Ravens' biggest hurdle this season in my mind like the Ravens are going to be a good team this is what I tell everybody Ravens are going to be good they're going to be really good again the biggest hurdle is 
Everybody else is really good. Their schedule is ridiculous. And you never know, you know, what quarterback gets injured mm-hmm. at one point, all that stuff. But goodness gracious, like, the division is loaded. The Bengals are going to be better. I don't think they're going to be, you know, over 500, but they're going to be better. Um, I don't think you can ever count out Pittsburgh. I know you're always scared. I'm not as scared as you are. <laughs> um, but they'll still be uh, over 500 team. Yeah. Cleveland probably has the best roster yeah, maybe in the NFL, one of mm-hmm. certainly, and then you like it seems like every good quarterback minus Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and a guy named Tom Brady, I guess he's okay. <laughs> minus those three guys, like the old heads, all the good young quarterbacks are in the AFC. Well, and they got to play Aaron Rodgers this year too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just, sorry, yes. he's, on, he's on the schedule exactly. But like, think about all the good young quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert. You know, you got Baker, Baker Mahomes, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's just so much talent in now. You know, who knows how good uh, Mac Jones will be? Right. You know, or, in or New England. Joe Burrow. You know, coming back, right. back from the injury, but right. number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. Um, it's just, it's just kind of crazy how loaded the conference is, and so that's what I always tell people: is the Ravens are going to be really good, but they're going to have a lot of tough games this year and that they're going to drop some of those just because that's what happens. Like you don't win all this and, uh, but it's, it's going to be a fun year. I still think the Ravens are going to go back. They're going to be back in the playoffs and they're going to be a good team and it's going to be a fun You're going to get over the hump. Yes. I will second that. Boom. Full prediction. Put us, uh, put us in the championship at least the yeah. AFC championship at least <laughs> size them up. What finger are you getting? Pinky finger? <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we get there. One game at a time. I'm taking the Lamar Jackson approach this year, Ryan. You're not talking about it? I'm just taking it one game at a time. And the only game I'm worried about... That's not the game we're playing, Garrett. ...is Monday night football against oh, the Las that's Vegas That's not the Raiders. game that we're playing today. We just play the rest of the game. Let us know <laughs> what you think of our predictions. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And before we go, we got to pick our winner for the okay. t-shirt. I think I'm going with Gary here, who made a 14-3 and prediction, and also that Lamar runs for a thousand and throws for four and is right back in the MVP I like that conversation and then also since we're feeling generous Ryan will also send a t-shirt to our guy Luke who made the Hollywood Brown wow 1500 dual winners double winners we're feeling generous I like it we're feeling generous so uh, we'll send out those two t-shirts um, and continue to keep those emails coming thanks to our friends at DraftKing and we'll talk with you next week are you ready what is it going to be what are we gonna, we're going to talk to him next week after a Monday night work.